Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. I'm so excited to be your host, I'm Kim Hickey, and my guest today. I keep saying all the time, I'm so lucky because I get to pick the people I talk to, so I'm so excited every time, and it's hard to... Just not be. But my guest today is a friend and a colleague, and uh, I will go as far as say an evangelist for the automotive industry, Mr. Jimmy Lee. And uh, he very proudly represents Kikui and is an evangelist for them as well as our industry. And he's been a mainstay of, of our industry for, for a long time. And so we love the energy and all of the stuff that Jimmy brings to us. So welcome, Jimmy. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Kim. I'm so excited to be here, to be with you, to talk to your audience and to to share some insights, some availability, some ideas that, uh, you know, might help not only the automotive industry, but uh, the industry at large. Any industry, any industry this information is useful for. And uh, the, the, the timing of this, I think, is fabulous because... Many people are reviewing and hopefully just just judging up their 2023 budgets and getting final approvals. And we're not just starting on that. And marketing is a big piece of that. And hopefully we get to the part about it's so important to have a marketing budget and be able to track the ROI. But you have for us seven proven marketing methods that you're going to share with us today. Yep. And if, if for those of you, when you catch us on YouTube, if you are just listening, Jimmy has a beautiful lay of Kikui beads that are like hand painted. And so he has agreed for the first person that reaches out to me to, to send them a pair. And then also anybody, including the first person that reaches out to me is going to get a white paper on some bonus material. And I'll let Jimmy tell you what that is uh, later. So this is marketing. <laughs> Jimmy, as a as a coach, this is probably one of the toughest conversations and repeated conversations we have with people because there's so many misconceptions about marketing. And also, when do you need to market? It's like I'm I'm booked out three weeks. I I don't I I had to turn off my marketing and all of these other crazy. I mean, <laughs> I, I had a shop call me. I kid you not. I had a shop call me. He says, Jimmy, I've got to turn off my marketing. I'm booked out two months. And I said, wait, okay. So I already know what his problem is. Wait a second. No, no, no. Marketing is not something we never turn off. <laughs> you never, ever turn off your marketing. Tell me about what's going on. 
And he, and he says, oh my gosh, I'm booked out two months. And there's even some services I'm booked out three months. And, and I was like, uh, to, to save uh, faces on this, we'll, we'll say the guy's name is Greg, which it's not, by the okay. way. So Greg, what's going on? Oh, I'm just, I'm booked out. I, I, okay, so l- l- tell me, what's your hourly rate? Okay. And, and what are the dealerships at? And, and where's everybody else at? <laughs> okay, so Greg, do you understand why you're booked out? No, man, oh, it's just coming from everywhere. Okay, so the reason people are bringing you all these big, heavy-duty jobs and all this big, heavy-duty stuff is because you're, they know your quality. They know you put out quality. So they're bringing it to you, and they're willing to wait. So that's why your pricing's here. I said, immediately, you need to match the dealerships immediately. And if you're not going to match the dealerships, at least match what everybody else is doing in town. Oh, I'm not, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. I, I, I can't do that. Okay, so what are you comfortable with? A $5 per hour increase. Okay, you're still $10 per hour <laughs> less than anybody else in town. Greg, they're not going to notice. Your average time per ticket is like three hours. That's $30. Nobody's going to notice. Okay, give me 30 days here at $5. 30 days later, he raises it. He's matched everybody. 30 days later, he's $10 above everybody else. 30 days later, he's at the dealership. 30 days later, he's higher than the dealerships. Nobody said boo about it because they know the quality of work he's putting out. And no, he did not turn off his marketing. Yeah, you can't turn off your marketing. You got to fix your processes and, you know, get your staff aligned and what your needs are. We don't we don't uh, turn off the marketing. It's just it's just it's a, it's a crazy thing. So I, I want to mention also that all of your information, contact information will be in the bottom because I know after you hear about everything that uh, Jim has to say, you're going to be like, wait, I need more information. So let's uh, start with, should we go in order? Should we start with step number one or sort of sort, sort, number one on your list of seven proven a marketing methods? Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely let's start there with number one because number one is your website. You've got to have a website. You've got to prioritize your search engine optimization. You've got to be online. And here's the misconception that happens in our industry, the automotive industry, and I'm certain it happens across all other industries, is that there are website developers that will come along and say, we're going to build you the best, flashiest, website, it's going to, you know, the front door is going to come off its hinges for the amount of customers coming through the door. It's just going to be amazing. It's going to be flashy. It's going to be intelligent. It's going to be smart. And it's just going to, this is going to be so amazing. You're just going to love it. There'll be heat maps. That's what I love when I have somebody, but they're going to put heat maps in and I'm like, okay. And so what are you going to do with it? Because (laughs) yeah, right. You have to have somebody work with you on so that. So heat maps are okay because that shows you where people are going to once they find your website. That's the important thing is that they need to find your website. There's a lot more that happens behind the scenes in that search engine optimization uh, than there is that it's just throwing a website up on the internet. So the throwing a website up there and getting 10,000 impressions per month is a fluffy number and there's not a lot behind that that says this is optimizing, this is bringing in customers. So every once in a while, Google 
pulls back the veil ever so slightly, and they show us a little bit of what goes into your Google ranking. And, and number one is your reviews. And specifically, it's your reviews on the Google platform. You need to have them. Google has changed the rules yet again that now you need not just five-star reviews. You need the full rainbow of review flavors. One, two, three, four, five. Why? Because we're human, because we do make mistakes. And that those stars that are less than five allows you to show the next potential customer what you can do, how it is that you treat people and how you make it right. Because inevitably, you're going to have reviews that are not good and you need to reply to all of them. Jimmy, I'm laughing with you, not at you, because I can't tell you how many times I've looked at somewhere I wanted to use or product, whatever, and it's all five-star reviews. And every single thing is the most perfect. And, you know, either I'm, you know, way below their standards because I'm certainly not that perfect, <laughs> but I don't believe it. Right. I don't, I, I just simply don't believe it. No one is perfect. No one's perfect. So what, what in the, in the public's perception, we perceive that it's all baked, that it's all fake. And in Google's algorithms, they look at that and say, nobody's perfect. What are they doing? How are they incentivizing these reviews? And part of the Google uh, terms of service is that you cannot, thou shalt not incentivize reviews. Don't give away free iPads. Don't give away free teeth whitening kits. Don't give away free windshield wipers. You, you not, thou shalt not. Not even Kikui beads? Not even Kikui beads for leaving a positive five-star review. Encourage everyone to leave a review. That's also where you need to be careful is gating. So Google will think, oh, they're gating all the reviews. And, and we'll talk about reviews here in a minute. Oh, I could go on for hours about reviews. But th th this is important because social media are also some of those social cues that go into your Google algorithm. So you've got to pay attention to not just your reviews, but also your social media. Are you engaged? Are you active? Are you an active owner? The collateral, collateral? Currency, the currency that Google has for your shop, the confidence that they have in your shop is how active are you? How, are, how uh, robust is your internet? Does it answer the question? So is Google going to be confident in recommending your shop as the source of truth? Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Right? There's mm -hmm. other things that need to go into your website. Is it mobile friendly? Is it mobile responsive? Does it load quickly? Between 3.1 seconds is where the optimum place is to 5.1. At 5.1 seconds, 74 to 76% of your potential customer base is bouncing. They're leaving and they're not. Let me tell you from personal experience, if I, if I'm, and I look at everything on my mobile phone, mm -hmm. I'm on my computer all day for work. So I, I, at the end of the day, I am, unless I'm working, I'm not on it. I right. do everything from my phone and the older I get, the, the more difficult it is to see on a phone and scroll around. And so if you, if it is not, if the site I go to does not one load immediately and two, if it's not mobile friendly and I have to like shift it over to finish reading the sentence and, you know, try to move stuff around in my screen because it's not meant for a mobile phone, I'm out. 
I'm out. Yep. 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 Okay. So now I'm going to say something that kind of is going to blow everybody's mind. And this is about Google. What is Google? Is Google a source of all information? Yeah, kind of. But no, Google is a marketing company. They're there to make money as well. And they have the, they need to have confidence in recommending you as a answer so that the public has confidence in coming to Google as the source of truth to answer their questions. So let's also go into the money side of Google. We talk about Google ads. Google ads are important. This is a way that you can pay to play. And even if you are paying more than the next guy to have your website show up, if Google doesn't have confidence that your website is going to be the answer, even though they can collect $5, $2, $10, $20 from recommending your site, if they're not confident that your site is going to be the answer to the person's question, they're not going to use you as a source of truth. I just want to interject for a moment. And there's a lot of people out there that today are very computer savvy, tech savvy, are great with programs. They do wonderful graphics and can make things look pretty, but when you're creating a virtual representation of your business and doing all that, you really need, unless you are truly a professional and that's what you do full time, you need to do that. Because what I see, Jimmy, is a lot of people dabble or they have a cousin that's like, my cousin makes the most beautiful artwork and they're going to, and I see some sites and I'm not going to mention any of the websites because there are very reasonable, you know, $29 for a year, you can get a whatever, but they don't understand the, the what goes on behind it. They don't understand that, that a website is not just about a beautiful graphic that my cousin made because she's an artist, right? There's so much behind the scenes and you're really shorting yourself if you're not doing your research and, and partnering with a professional that, that knows that and there's going to be so much wasted time. And that's what I hear a lot from our, a lot of um, my clients is, you know, I had this other thing for so long and we weren't getting trapped. We weren't getting readings and, oh, thank goodness I got rid of that and went with whatever company. And it's so all of this stuff behind it. And who the heck, if you own a business and you're an entrepreneur, uh-huh. you don't have time to be staying up on all of Google's things and the algorithms and here's what they want in the pack three and the pack this and the pack. It, it's, you cannot. It, so do you want to be a CEO and 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 think about, you know, how, how do I create strategy for my business and to ensure that we're here 10 years from now? Or do you want to be trying to do a website? You, you can't do both. Like you can't. Yeah. And with a lot of the things, you know, don't be afraid. I think we're afraid to say I need help or I'm not an expert in this. You know, people are just and so reach out and, and get professional help. Please, people. Yeah. I I had a friend, uh, and and this goes not only for artwork, it goes for videos. I had a friend that was building his website for the third time, and and he had this beautiful video. It was a 30-second video, and it was a tour of his entire shop. It was beautiful, done with a drone and and great information for us as the public so we could see his shop, the the front, the, the back, the bays, the techs. 
And, and he's just wondering why, how, why is this not hitting better? This is a great, it, it took 33 seconds for his website to load because he was loading a 4k video, but I want to have great detail. I want people to be able to see what's going on inside the shop and I want them to see it in detail. Okay. Well, that's good, but you don't need it to be that heavy of a file. So to the artwork, to the videos, Google has a program and website developers use this program to know what is the optimum size of this image and the resolution of this image that it still gives across quality of the artwork and loads quickly. This is where shops need to live. This is where businesses need to live that they know it's going to load quickly and give off the image that they're looking for. I just realized I better interject that I highly encourage you to be very involved with your marketing partners and your website developers. And yeah. you should be discussing content with them and creating things to put on there. But because I know I'm going to hear Kim, you know, you said just be hands off and go get that. That's not what I'm saying. You need to be involved. You need to partner with them. Well, and that's working on the, the website, not in the website. Correct. That's working on your business, not in your business. Correct. There's a difference. So when, let's talk about Google ads. In Google ads, these are the keywords that you are going to pay for a pay-per-click. So when somebody types in, uh, for example, uh, a diesel truck repair, uh, Santa Barbara, California, is your shop paying to show up for those Google ads? Now, you show up. You're not paying yet. You don't pay money until somebody clicks on the ad and then is when Google collects their $2, $3, $5, whatever it is you have bid on that click. So it's important to know what your keywords are and it's important to know what your negative keywords are. So if, if, if people are typing in electric fence repair and your shop keeps coming up because you fix electrical cars or you fix electric uh, electrical repairs inside of vehicles, you can put in that phrase as a negative so that your shop doesn't show up for that. And you, then therefore you're not going to pay for the Google ads for somebody to click your repair shop. No, no, no. I need electric fence repair, not electric automotive repair. So that's wow, important to okay. know as well. Look at me just learn something. <laughs> yes. You have the, the positive keywords, you have the negative keywords, and you can have negative uh, phrases as well. So there's, there's important keywords to know. You want to know uh, what keywords are hitting at the very top, what keywords are hitting at the bottom, and then what keywords are getting zero response. It's okay to have keywords that are getting zero response. It doesn't cost you any money. It's not costing you any extra. It, nobody has typed that in your area for Toyota repair. Well, they're going to type in Toyota repair. I don't know. There might be something that's a $0 and that's okay. It's not costing okay. you anything. So Google ads don't cost you any money until somebody clicks on it. Review your keywords. Make sure that those that are at the top, the ones that you're spending the most money on, make sure you have landing pages that address those issues, problems, vehicles, goes a long way. Google ads, very important. Okay. We could go on for hours about Google ads, by the way. 
I know. Next, third is to use a consistent design in your website, in your emails, in your business cards, in your postcards, in your communications, in your banners, your banner ads. You don't want to confuse the public. You don't want to confuse your customers. Make it easy for them to see and recognize your shop, your business, your industry, that when they look at it, they know it's you. Great examples of this is the hospitality industry. Great examples of, of this is, is um, some unique, bougie coffee shops. They're very good at establishing and maintaining that brand awareness that you know exactly who it is when you see their logo, who it is when you see those colors. You can identify that. That's that's something I see happen more often than not. And you you get something or you see something from a company. And then the next time it's a completely different thing because they're doing different colors or theme thing. And you still need to have your logo and your consistent branding. And you can put it in a different color background or something. And there's so many studies on it. I'm, I'm a Pepsi addict, I guess that you would say. And I remember there was a whole big thing because one time Pepsi thought they would do the, redo their can and people stopped buying it. They, yeah. they literally stopped buying it. And so it, it's so important to have that identity that you know. And, and the other thing I would say while we're talking about this is when you're coming up with your color scheme and your branding, try to think about what's in your area that might have the same color. So if you know, what is Napa? Uh, blue, gold, and... Blue, gold. They, they have some red and white in there as well. They Right. So if you are not a Napa shop or you don't want to be confused with Napa, don't do all your colors in the, you know, in the same colors that the Napa down the street from you, right? Because all of the marking that comes and all of those things. And I see that a lot and I get things and I'm like, I look at the colors and I'm like, oh, that's a whatever. It's green coffee. It's Starbucks. And then I, oh no, it's not Starbucks. It's a, you know, Jimmy's uncle's beans or whatever. And it, and it's very confusing, right? And you're spending all this money and then you're, you're sending mixed messages. And and how many seconds does it take to get somebody's attention today now, Jimmy, in marketing? Uh, I, I, you have less than three seconds. I, the, it used to be you have 17 seconds and then it went down to 10 seconds and then it was seven seconds. And, and really and truly, I, it's less than seven seconds. It is so fast that you have to be able to grab their attention. And, and hopefully when they come to your website, when they come to the, your design and they're seeing your information, hopefully they're, they're there more than three to five seconds. Great information, great information. So not only, so let's take it beyond the design, the consistency of the design is uh, embracing technology. Technology is not going away. It's not going to change. You know, you you can't get rid of it. It's not going to go away. (laughs) Smartphones are here to stay. Embracing technology that allows you to discover where are your customers, where are they coming from, the ability to map out where all of your customers are, helps you to see what neighborhoods are hot, what neighborhoods are not. And that might be uh, an ability for you to discover, do I want to market to this neighborhood or not? There's a reason you don't have the business in that neighborhood, or there might be a reason, a reason that you 
do want the business in that neighborhood. Hop in the car, drive the neighborhood, drive around, see, see what is there, see what's in the neighborhood. Do you want to attract that to your business or not? I'm laughing because I've had many conversations with friends and colleagues and clients of all different industries all over yeah. the country. And they'll do a marketing campaign. And then all of a sudden, these horrible cars start coming in and this all of the thing and everything that's not their customer. And they'll say, I don't understand. And I'm like, well, what changed? Did you did you do something new and, you know, marketing or to put yourself out there? Well, yeah, we, you know, we hired XYZ and they sent out a bunch of postcards to four new zip codes. Okay. Did you go drive over there? Did you look up what the median income is? How many, how, you know, cars per household? Well, no. Okay. Did, did your marketing company do that? No. Okay. (laughs) Might want to find another partner. I think we are marketing in the wrong direction. So just because you have the ability to blanket a zip code, because you have the ability to blanket a mailing route, doesn't mean you should. You might be better to discover which of your vehicles are the top five. All right, now I want to buy a list of, and this might be the DMV, everybody that owns these top five vehicles in my seven different zip codes. And uh, also in this list, I want to list out their, their income and list out the other vehicles that they might own and their address. So now I know where to target Lexus, BMW, Mercedes, Ford pickup trucks, Chevy trucks, maybe it's EV vehicles, uh, the Teslas, or maybe it's hybrids and you want to focus on all those hybrid vehicles. It's better to go with a pinpoint approach than it is a shotgun approach. I love that. And here's another thing that I see is truly a missed opportunity. People focus so much on their darn zip code. And there's a town a mile away that has a different zip code and they don't. So they'd rather comb the ends of the earth in their zip code and shotgun, you know, approach, spray everything. And then here a mile or two away is a different zip code that has very lovely potential. But they're like, nope, that's not my zip code. Uh, okay. <laughs> it, it does. It does happen. And uh, sometimes we need to be made aware of that. Sometimes we're snowblind. Sometimes we don't, don't see what's right in front of us. Sometimes everything has become wallpaper and we need a, a coach, a trainer, a confidant, a friend, somebody to say, hey, wait a, wait a second, let's turn around here. Because, you know, on the other side of this hill, there's an entire community. It's only a mile away. Have, have we, do we have customers there? Have we thought of getting customers there? I love to, when it's on the other side of the freeway, and they'll be like, no, that's on the other side of the freeway. Yeah, no, I can't go there. Okay, so there's there's a road that goes underneath the freeway, and then there's jug handles on both directions. So yep. I, but it's just, it's crazy how we get so just in our head and, and just crazy. So. Yeah, so true. The, the fifth element here in proven marketing is to commit to social media. It's not going to go away. There's there's more platforms popping up all the time. Facebook is still the grandfather of them all. You definitely want to pay attention there. Instagram has its market as well. LinkedIn 
has a market for the professionals. That is also very important for your market, for your shop, for your industry. And maybe that you've got a different industry that's not automotive. That is where a lot of professionals are hanging out. TikTok is something that's new that's coming out. And yeah, you want to be relatable. You want to be human. You want to show people the human side of your shop, your business, and invite them in. We're here to have a good time and we take care of business and we make sure that you're safe on the roads. Commit to social media. Show the human side of what you're doing. A lot of social media companies will say there's an 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, build a relationship with your customer. And then 20% of the time, you can say, oh, I've got something for sale. The best businesses I have seen in social media, the ones that are super busy, that are packed out, that, that they never, ever, ever use the 20% for here's something for sale. It is 100% relationship building. It is 100% the company and the culture of the shop, of the technicians, of the front counter, of the front desk. There is nothing ever for sale in their shop. It's always about the customer. It's always about the relationship. And they're, they're always building that. And you, Listen, your shop, your customers business can do that. smell it. They smell it. And especially when we get slow, because we stop marketing because we were busy and then we get a little slow and then we start throwing out these crazy, whatever, $20 oil changes or free x-rays or whatever. The customers smell it a mile away. Yeah. They're just, you know, it, it's, and, and you lose your transparency, I think, and being genuine if yeah. when you just reach out and do those things and have crazy, here's the sale thing. They know. They know. They can smell it miles and miles away. All right. To customer reviews, this is where we can park for the next four hours and barely see the tip of the iceberg. There's a, a your business, the Titanic, that if you don't pay attention to this, yes, it's going to sink the ship. All reviews need a response. And, and the, the sooner, the quicker that you respond, the better the algorithms are in noticing that you are an active person. So when's the golden hour? You know, hour? Jimmy, real quick on that. Yeah. Somebody had once told me that if you, you and I are speaking and I said, Jimmy, I love your beads. Immediately you would say, well, thank you, Kim. And this is the same thing. Somebody is addressing you and speaking to you, right? Yep. You wouldn't wait three days and go, oh, Kim, by the way, thank you for think or complimenting my beads three days ago or three months ago, right? Yeah. As quickly as possible, you say thank you. As quickly as possible, get on and say thank you to the reviews. And there's two different types. You get the positive reviews, which those are the easy ones to reply to. And then you get the negative reviews. And I'll say that there's two types of negative reviews, the mayor of crazy town and the badge <laughs> of honor. You earned it or somebody is crazy and you, they've never been into your business. You don't know who they are. They're reviewing the, the restaurant down the street or they're reviewing a, a shop from a different city or down or even a different state. Show the human side of who you are, but reply to every single one of them. And that's important. You have to do that. Now, let's go to the positive side of reviews. In an exit interview, as a customer is coming to pick up their invoice, they pick up their keys, they give you their credit card, they give you their, their money. In that exit interview, 
build up a scenario, a story, a relationship that says, I'm going to send to you a request for a review. Put in your story as much as you possibly can information for the next potential customer. Talk about your vehicle. Talk about the services we performed on your vehicle. These are keywords that you're laying in on the Google platform, the Google review platform that are going to help your shop show up the next time somebody types in Ford F-150 brake repair. That review is going to show up. It's going to help your business show up at the top. Because that becomes that the the response becomes searchable and indexable, right? Yep. Now, there's what Google says. They say that they don't index, that they don't keep track of the keywords that are in reviews. But then there's what they do. And so if you go on right now and you go into Google and you type in uh, Ford F-150 front brake repair, they're going to show you if there are some reviews in your area where somebody has left a review uh, talking about their Ford F-150 and front brake repair. They're going to show that review as a source of this is a situation that somebody had that get fixed from XYZ business. So you can go and visit XYZ business and get that taken care of. So reviews are important. You need to pay attention to them. Reply as quickly as possible. The algorithms know if you're waiting a day. They know if you're waiting a week. They know if you're waiting a month to reply. And it doesn't look, it doesn't bode well for you. It's better to reply quickly. It's also better to personalize it to the person. Don't have a template that you copy and paste. Thank you for coming to Jimmy's Super Shop. We really appreciate your trust in us. Okay, that's the start of a good conversation, but that is a template answer. People see it, they sniff it, they smell it. it is, okay, that's not genuine. Well, and especially when there's a, a list of re, uh, reviews and all the responses are pretty much the same. You know, it's a canned. You know, it's canned. You or, can see it. You can mm-hmm. see it a mile away. Yeah. All right. Last and final is postcards. It is not a dead industry. Postcards are live. They are real. People are using them. Okay. So why? Why is it that this is still a valid industry? I go to the questions of, well, so where are people going to pick up their Amazon orders? They go to their mailbox. So things that arrive in the mail are things of value. Your postcards can be that source of value. They're going to put it on the fridge. They're going to put it in the glove box. They're going to keep it for that time when they need it. Your postcards can be that collateral that brings them into the shop, whether it brings them back because you're running a retention campaign or it is to attract in the new customers because you have driven a neighborhood, you have driven a zip code, you do know that you want customers from this neighborhood. That's an important way of picking up those customers as well. So I know there is a a movement at one time where, you know, the trend to people felt postcards were dead and were emailing everything. And I can tell you personally, I have so much junk email. It's not even funny. I just opened a new email account that I'm going to use for just my banking and you know, anything else important and leave all the, so much stuff comes in my email. I don't even open them. And and there's just no way I could scroll through 200 personal emails a day 
to see that, you know, maybe Jimmy's sent me something, but I have to go to my mailbox and I have to open the box because my mail person will fling my thing open and leave it wide open when I get, they get annoyed with me. And even though there's junk mail in there, I have to look at each piece, hold it in my hand, touch it, look at it. I have to kind of scan it and read it before I throw it out. Yeah. So that will get my attention much more quickly and efficiently than an email would. I'm not saying don't send emails. Right. Right. And, and postcards, they, there is a cost associated. You're anywhere from, you know, 50 cents to a dollar per postcard. So there is some cost involved in there. Emails are free. You can definitely send emails. And that's a great way of connecting with customers. There are two buttons that uh, I will give this. This is part of our bonus material now that we're getting into bonus materials, if you will, that we talk about two buttons on every single email. It has to be there. One is a button to leave a review. And the second is a button to schedule an appointment. Every email, every time. So the question becomes why? Why do we want these two buttons? When are people reading their emails? Probably after work, probably sitting next to the pool, next to the ocean. Uh, they're lying in bed. They're reading through your thank you. Thank you for coming into Jimmy's Super Shop. We really appreciate your trust in us. Thank you for blah, da, 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 da. Have a button for them to be able to leave that review for you and then also to schedule the next appointment. Because chances are there is a flam, a, flamily, a family fleet there at that home that you can tap into because, uh, you know, as I'm reading this email, I may turn to my spouse and say, hey, uh, do doesn't your car need an oil change as well? Hey, I, you know what? I can click here on Jimmy's Super Shop and, and we can set up that appointment. It goes a long way. It sure does. It sure does. I so appreciate your time today. And I hope that everybody listening or watching got as much out of it as I did and, and really pick somebody that can partner with you. And, and I mean the word partner because your marketing doesn't matter who you hire. It does it. It is not set it and forget it. And you have to pick a partner that truly understands your needs what's important to you, what's important to your internal and external customers. They have to be able to give you advice and they have to be able to listen. And so it's, it's, it's a partnership. It's not a, okay, I never have to look at this because that gets you in trouble, right? When you just completely take your eyes off of everything. So this was wonderful information and all of Jimmy's contact information is going to be in the comments below, as well as uh, you can, reach out to me for the bonus material. One tell them, one yes, tell them yes, for yes. the bonus. So for this bonus material, we talk about texting. Texting is a great way of connecting with your customers. In fact, I, I had a recent transaction with the Kakui van. I left it at a, a, a shop for some recalls that needed to be performed on the vehicle. Everything we did was via text because I could not pick up the phone to talk to them. I was either on a flight, in a meeting, traveling from here to there. There was not a phone conversation that happened, but it did all happen via texting. So what is the power of texting? How can you use this to your advantage? How can you use this as a tool to attract people to come back into your business? They've been to you before. Now, how do you get them to come back? 
There also is the ability to market, to use texting as a marketing platform. In the event of you choosing to do that, there are some rules you need to follow. This white paper is going to talk about what those rules are, making sure that you don't end up on the losing end of a lawsuit where you are soliciting customers without their consent. And uh, there are some very serious laws that go with texting and, and marketing in the United States, as well as Canada, that go into what it is you can do and what you can't do. So make sure that you understand those rules and those laws so that you understand either you are breaking them or you are safely adhering to those laws. Thank you so much for all the fantastic information and for spending some time with us today. And everybody, stay safe, make good choices, and stay inspired. And we will be back next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Jimmy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.